Hi, I'm Peter Keegan. And I'm Laura Boswell. And over there, there's the talented Mr B on sound. Welcome to Ask an Artist, the podcast designed to help you take the leap and become a working artist. The source that actually gets to make art and pay the bills at the same time. Laura and I are both that type of artist. We pay our bills and we do it by making art. And each week we'll be using our personal experience to give you help and advice on making art your proper job. If you're a working artist, it's highly likely that you'll have some sort of internet presence. And with that have come across the old too-good-to-be-true offer. Whether it's the offer from a potential buyer or the promise of a solo show, how do you know if it's genuine or not? Today we're going to be talking about art scams on the computer and off them, and how to avoid falling for them. So, Peter, have you been unlucky enough to experience a scam? Oh, yeah. Well, I I think scams are sort of a part and parcel of, of any sort of working mm. professional life. And I certainly have had experience of people approaching me who, um, upon research or just got instinct, realised that this is something too good to be true and quite clearly not what they are offering um and i tend to get the most in sort of email form i don't know about you but you kind of get an email saying that hello i'm a buyer and i've seen my wife uh, looking at your work and i i'd like to buy it and it's very vague and it's not quite specific enough so i'm always very conscious of that quite often they fall into my spam box Mm. anyway and they won't fall into my sort of uh, normal uh, email box Yeah, I've got an example where I very nearly got taken in, um, which isn't actually to do with art, but it is. It was about when I started doing my own tax returns. And of course, if you're running a business as an artist and you have to do a tax return or get involved with finances and things, there are financial scams out there. And this was very neat. It was I'd done my first tax return and about five days later, I got an email saying, you've just submitted your tax return. We've discovered that you're due a refund of £237. So please log in using this link and we will mm. organise a refund. And, you know, it's the first time I'd done it and I very nearly got caught out by that. Mm. So scams it's really scary, yeah. isn't it? It's scary, yeah. isn't it, as well? Cause you, well, it's the fact I'd of- just done it and then it came mm. back, you know, it was all... Um, so that, you know, scams are for artists aren't just about art either. They can be about your no. business side as well. Well, they, they pry on inexperience mm. and, and, and confidence and, and not being very knowledgeable about it. So if you are kind of in a position where you're very new to it, just do, just, just allow those cautious barriers to be up because well, there will be people who will be taking advantage of your vulnerability, I think. I think so. And I, I think when you're new to any business, you are vulnerable to that. So it and maybe it's your first time dealing with clients and dealing with galleries and things like that so the temptation is to be enthusiastic about any offer that mm. comes in because it anything's exciting at that stage so mm. it's 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 kind of a shame for us to have to say be really careful because mm. it would be nice to say oh how lovely an exciting becoming an artist is, which it is, but there is this aspect that people can take advantage of that enthusiasm. It's sort of it's it, it's a layer that we have to have. Uh, we talked about this before: thick mm. skin or just a level of security and protection that you need to cloak yourself in to protect yourself. There's a couple of other uh, sort of 
they're not quite scams, but they certainly try and really uh, utilize the fact that you're a creative by whether it's asking you for free stuff. I get that mm. a lot. Um, quite often it can be for very legitimate reasons or charitable reasons. And then sometimes I, I do doubt whether it is for those reasons yeah. at all. So it's being very careful and cautious not to say yes to, you know, every opportunity just because it might sound for, for a good course. It doesn't mean it's going to be coming from a good position. Um, the other thing that, again, is not necessarily a scam, but could fall foul is a kind of the vanity gallery uh, invitation. Oh, so yeah. I get these frequently where, you know, there's a gallery in London that would that loves my work and that they've been following me on social media. And sometimes they're very good. They might be very specific to a, a, a work of art that coincidentally I only posted an hour ago um, <laughs> on Instagram. And, and they'd like to offer me this solo right. exhibition. And of course, yeah. your instinct is, hallelujah, I've been discovered. Yes, I'm in this show absolutely. in London. And, you know, I'm going yeah. to be famous. But then, you know, you start reading through the, the terms of, of actually what they're offering you. Yeah. Is they want you to pay them yes. several thousand pounds for a two meter wall square space on a, on, a, on a gallery wall in a part of London that not many people go and certainly unlikely art collectors uh, go and I'm not saying that they wouldn't follow through with it but I don't it's yes, choosing but there's no value in that it's going correct. to cost you rather than make you money yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It's it's very difficult with with offers like that when you're inexperienced. You ha- you really do have to read carefully any kind of offer because there are yeah. plenty of. There's another on. one that um, that I have. I have heard and I know a lot of people fall victim of it, particularly when things like are open art weeks and, and um, open studio time where big directories and catalogs oh, are yes, being uh, yes, pushed. Yes. And then you get, you get people to sort of suddenly start looking through. And of course, what you have when you have one of these catalogs is a list of, of hundreds of artists, often with their home address and with their telephone number and email. And it's, it's kind of coincidental that when these uh, catalogs are released at certain times of the year, I get inundated with offers uh, from magazine editorials mm. and these are tend to be kind of lifestyle magazines or regional uh, county magazines and I'm speaking to uh, someone who has got a very special offer it's always a special offer it's always mm. a last minute squeezing it in a special yeah. deal for you today sir where they would sort of you know have a, an advert uh, or a little bit of editorial but of course I would pay this very special price mm. um, but and again it always sounds really good you think oh they have a wonderful readership which they're very good at sort of selling you um, but I'm I find a little trick is that when I'm on the phone to them I, I jump onto a computer or my iPad and I'll say sorry can you remind me the name of the magazine and I'll instantly start yeah. researching and within seconds they either panic and hang up because they are, there is no magazine or if there is it's either it's just um, uh, an electronic magazine it's a magazine that only exists so again, on the internet again it's doing your research yeah, yeah there was a, a scam that we used to get every year with a festival that I did where you would be contacted by a directory that would mimic the name of the festival and it was sounded like it was the catalog for the festival but the thing was that if you agreed to be in it and of course if you weren't expecting it you think oh yeah I want to be in the catalog and you signed up to it you had signed up to terms and conditions of paying quite a substantial amount for several years Mm. you know it was all there in the small print if you checked it but if you just sort of saw the letter heading, um, and I think it was a published letter actually, rather than an email thing. But if you saw the letter heading with the festival name and everything, you would just think, oh, yeah, another bit of the admin that they've mm. sent me. I just need to sign that and I'll be in the catalogue. But actually, you'd be signing on to be supplying money to them for 
quite some time. So yeah, it, it does pay to be really, really careful. So what are the sort of, I mean, you've already given us some good advice for obvious things to avoid in scams, but there are things to look out for, aren't there? Yeah, I think there's there's some key kind of clues and things. So if, if you've got one of, if you get a, something come through and you, you're suspicious, I think it tends to have a, a number of these points. So um, the first point is, does it sound impersonal? Mm. And, and by that, I mean, so generic. Yeah. very generic, almost like they've copied and pasted something. It's it's very often they won't use your name. They'll never say dear, you know, Peter, dear Laura. It'll just mm. say hello, and that will go straight into mm. a sentence. If it's talking about um, a work of art, they use very generic words. Um, I, you get the thing like you know, I love this one. It says, um, "Oh, I've been looking at your artworks. Oh, your yes. artworks are really good. Yes. Keep it up. It's fantastic." And of course, you know, what do you mean artworks? What yes, sort of it nonsense means nothing. Is that? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so as soon as that vaguety and that very waffly language starts coming through, I think it's it's clearly a scam that someone's sort of fishing for something um it's 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 you you instantly fall for the flattery that someone's been looking and you kind of get really excited there's that nibble on the end of your fishing line but it's it's really not going to be anything so yes that personal touch if if you are approached by a proper gallery or for a proper event it will be very specific i dismiss anything that doesn't refer to me as a printmaker or me making prints because i get any number of mails to people who love my paintings and i know that if they love my paintings then they're not paying attention so <laughs> <laughs> so i kind of use that as as one of my filters but the other thing about it to watch out for is that the buyer is usually abroad and there's mm. usually shipping issues they'll ask you about the credit card payments and can I transfer money to your account? Things like that. It'll all it'll all be complicated. There'll never yeah. be a kind of can I come and collect the work or anything like that. Yeah, and I think it's important. We're not dismissing selling internationally because we both no, sell work lot, yeah, internationally. Absolutely. But it's just if it um, it's, I often say it's the word special shipping or there's very special conditions and requirements yes. yeah. where they are happy to pay more money and and often substantially ridiculous amounts of extra money Mm. of course to kind of flatter you and of course they want to pay that to you to then pay somebody else to deal Mm. with the shipping and of course that is money laundering essentially they're kind of using you to move money from one way to the other Um, I think if if you ever get opportunities or like that it's Mm. you're not dealing with an art enthusiast at all you're dealing with someone who's wanting to move money from one place to another and you're that middleman Yes. I mean, an honest relationship that involves shipping will be someone talking to you about a specific artwork. It'll all be very, very specific and you'll get payment for your artwork and your sh- and the shipping and it will all match up and everything. And that'll all be done in advance of you sending anything. So anything that doesn't sort of subscribe to that practical chain of events is likely to be a scam. They'll also ask you to use uh, payment methods that you're probably not familiar with or use, you know, like yes. bank checks and drafts and things, which is, you know, a very ancient method anyway. Mm. Um, you know, if you if you are going to be um, trading with somebody, particularly overseas, you know, do use a responsible um, payment system, whether it's PayPal or something yeah, that absolutely. has security exactly insurance paid in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So just, just use using a safe uh, means of, of di- uh, contacting payment on your terms as opposed to on the terms that they are demanding. As soon as they start demanding things, it's clear sign that it's a scam. The other thing is the classic trick of rushing you. 
Yes, it's pouncing your on your vulnerability, mm. and you know you may give it just a moment of thought and consideration that oh maybe this might be legitimate, and they will rush you on that. They'll speed you up quite often with a sob story. Sometimes someone might yeah. be you know very ill somewhere, and they want to get this piece of artwork super or it's a quickly. special birthday or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and as also as, with, sorry. As soon as that happens, as soon as that kind of rush starts, you panic and some people do panic and just go ahead with it and go with the motions. But when that rush starts to happen, just ease back off it. If they start pulling up that pressure again, it's clearly going to be causing problems for you. And that's often the case, isn't it, with advertising space in magazines and things. And some of those may not be scams as such, but I would be leery of any magazine, however reputable, that is sort of saying, oh, you can, you can have this offer, but you've got to decide right now, this very minute, or it's gone. That's the point at which I'm not in, you know, I wouldn't go for that, however no. good the offer, because you shouldn't be rushed. You should always have a chance to think through. Yeah, always do your research. So when I've been contacted by one of these sort of vanity magazines, um, I will ask for a copy to be sent to me first. And of course, no oh, copy idea. is no copy is ever sent because they they're looking for that kind of impulsive uh, buy that, that that you're going to react. Um, and what I have also done in the past is I will if I find a copy of the magazine, whether it's uh, a hard copy or um, digitally online, and I'm thinking oh it might look okay, it checks out. Um, I will look at some of the other adverts on there to see if there are any other artists. And the mm. occasion where I look for a magazine and there were. Uh, editorials and adverts by other artists I decided to call up one of those artists because their name and number was in there and I managed to get through uh, to one of them and I asked how they found the experience and they regretted it completely and they said they were very open and said I think I was completely conned into doing this it cost them an arm and a leg and they had absolutely zero interest or results from doing it in the first place so just doing your research by taking that time will stop you making silly mistakes well i think when it comes to things like advertising in magazines you should be proactive rather than reactive so you should be thinking do i want to advertise in magazines what kind of magazines what kind of advert and do your you you should be sort of leading this not the Mm. phone's gone and suddenly there's an opportunity i would Mm. always be leery of doing that I would I would say say do it the other way around. Do your research and choose your magazine and go down yeah, that yeah. road if you want to, but it should yeah. be you doing it, leading that, not yeah. you reacting to an offer. Because it's you it's you choosing what's right for you and your yeah. business model and your brand and, and the right audience and so on. Absolutely. It's gotta come from you, not the other yeah. way around. Because I know that um we've both we've both used that advertising and things like that with success, but it's being carefully orchestrated mm. and organized by us. Another thing which is which sort of goes without saying, but scammers are not the best writers. So do. <laughs> no, quite creative with the grammar sometimes. Yeah, very, very creative, but pretty useless when it comes to making sense. So just, you know, if it's full of spelling mistakes or grammar or if there's zero punctuation. Mm. Um, also, if the layout is all a little bit all over the place, sometimes they're stealing logos and it's sort of in yeah. the middle of an email. Again, be very suspicious. It's very unlikely to become from anyone with anyone. Well, genuine I, I liked one I had the other week that was that started off as "Dear Lady." <laughs> <laughs> You've elevated your position of artist to la- lady. lady. Boss now I'm a lady. <laughs> so yeah, I was. I was kind of yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on a serious note, if ever you do get into any type of, of communication uh, with opportunities, it is absolutely essential to never share your personal information 
uh, with anybody. Now, lots of us artists, of course, have information out there about us, quite often our names and how to contact us. But if someone is approaching you asking for more information, like your national insurance numbers or personal addresses, it's highly likely you're being poached for identity fraud or something. Again, it's not an art thing, but if you're naturally as an artist putting yourself out there in the world um, for, for people to find you, then you're just making that a little bit easier for them. So don't give them any further additional information than you're prepared to give out on, say, your website and so on. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the other thing is gut instinct. And there's a great quote about that, which is, if it walks like a duck, sounds like a duck and looks like a duck, but your gut says it's a pig, it's a pig. (laughs) And I think that's that's a really nice way of putting it. If you feel that something's off, then chances are you're right about it. Yeah. And I think you you said earlier, it's just do your Google search. If by finding out if other people have experienced this same scam, you will save yourself so much time than falling for it. So just, just if it feels wrong, then don't feel bad just to sort of go on the World Wide Web and see if other artists have come across this. Yeah. Because... They will have shared it with other people that they have. So you yeah, don't fall just cut and paste yourself. a bit of the letter or the email and check. Yeah. Um, I have to say, we've talked a lot about kind of written and, and email and phone. People do scam in person as well. Um, yeah, they yeah I've got a sort of sad story. Um, somebody that I know who was a ceramicist and she was at a fair with a stand of work and she was approached by a couple who allegedly had two or three shops and they wanted to buy her stock for their shops and it was all a terrific opportunity. And they said, well, look, can we take a few samples at trade price and then we'll get back to you with an order? And she was so thrilled that she let them have it for virtually nothing. And of course, Mm. off they went and she never heard anything again. That's such a difficult one because yeah, you know if, really you, if tricky, they're presenting you with a business card and you know yeah. you're 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 at a show where you're there to sell yourself and yeah. to obviously seek out further ways to exhibit your work. If an opportunity lands mm. literally on your in your lap like that, you are going to be tempted to take that. Well, I mean, what sort of things could you do to avoid well, that sort I, of temptation? What I she said in retrospect, what she'd say, and I would agree with her, is that if someone comes into you and says that, you say. That's fantastic. Let me take your card. Here's my card. Soon as the show's finished, I'll be back in touch. I'll come to you and I'll bring Mm. you some samples and we can look at them together. Mm. Because as soon as you take it away from the, oh, I'm in front of you, I want them right now, and you take the pressure off, it's that thing again about stepping away put some time with it. It's like you were saying about looking up the magazine on online when you're talking to them. You're actually saying to those people, okay, let's meet at a different venue where I can see that you mm. have a shop. Yeah. You know, and I, I think just stepping away from the moment and not being swept up in the thrill of, of suddenly having this terrific opportunity dangled in front of you. So I think, yeah, yeah I mean, the takeaway is always to think about it, never leap in. Well, let's summarise then. So the takeaway today, folks, is, is really simple. That if you if you get an offer that feels a little bit too good to be true, then it, it really probably is. Uh, trust your gut instincts. And if in doubt, a little research online will quickly decipher whether you're dealing uh, with a fake or a genuine offer. So that's great advice, Peter. And thank you to everyone for listening. You can catch up with the things that we've covered during this episode in our show notes at askanartistpodcast.com. 
And remember that subscribing to the show and leaving us a five-star review is a huge help and it keeps us helping you. 